Previously on Anything Goes. And uh, it's never been a better time for uh, a satirist. But, you know, you're going to be hearing quiet, brother. Trust me. Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> uh, Harry Dupe uh, happened to show up at one of my performances at the Windspear Center. There were 2,000 people there, and I, I just finished a book called Dirty Oil. And uh, I, uh, I referred to the, uh, you know, Fort McMurray as Petrocanistan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the loudest thing a comedian over here is 2,000 people in Edmonton going quiet at once. Yeah. But he said, uh, you know, um, way to poke the gorilla in the belly of the beast. And so you have to take your chances. And that's what, um, even though, and that's one of the challenges I'm finding now, you know, touring, is that uh, as I... Did, I mean, before you can, you have to do that, though. You have to. It's you have to do it because if you don't do it in the place that you're making fun of, then you shouldn't be doing This is a big theory for me. If you don't do the joke in the place that you're making fun of, you're doing the joke for the wrong reason. It's a, Then your whole act becomes a corporate gig. Right. You know, and you can expect them to go quiet on a corporate gig. Right. Be right. And you never know when they're going to quiet, right. quiet on a corporate gig. I mean, you can do something you did on TV and yeah. on a corporate gig, you, you know, it's flat as piss in place. If you're going to make fun of Sudbury, yeah. when you're in Sudbury, you better still do those jokes. Yeah. And if they laugh, then it's okay. If they don't laugh, then it's different. But, but it's the rules of our craft, brother. Right. It's what we're here for, you know. That, you know, sometimes I'll do a corporate gig and they'll say, okay, uh, you know, don't make fun of Harper and don't curse. And I don't curse a lot, but I said to them, well, what you hire me for? Right. You know, because if uh, a well-placed profanity, judiciously so, um, uh, you know, wakes 900 pe you know, sphincter twisted Absolutely. business people up. Absolutely. Like they're not saying it when they're watching the market tank. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Now with 20% more brand to keep you regular. From the bump, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. This is Anything Goes for the week of December 11th, 2013. We are coming up uh, to the end of the year, the end of uh, another calendar year. I don't know what other... I don't think that's the only calendar that I really observe and acknowledge is the calendar year. I don't think... Well, actually, the calendar year and the WrestleMania year. So WrestleMania happens when? When is it, Paul? You don't know? I was trying... I was, do, I was doing my shitty Al Pacino impression just a few minutes ago for Paul. Uh, but uh, I don't think that's a bad impression of uh, Al Pacino. Uh, we are Darren Frost free this week for this episode, but uh, just doing uh, just as just me doing the intros and outros this week for the uh, uh, um, Corey Mack interview that Darren and I did while we were out in the Calgary uh, Yuck Yucks Club. And um, yeah, I had I'd, I'd met Corey a couple of times before. She always seemed like a very nice lady. Uh, but uh, this was a great opportunity for us to uh, uh, get her to sit down with both of us uh, while we were in Calgary, and uh, we chit chatted her for a while. She does a lot of corporate comedy, and uh, we talk a, a lot about that. And she's also uh, one of the producers. Um, I think she was the one who started it. Actually, well, we'll find out more uh, during this interview. But she was the one who one of the ones who started off the Calgary Comedy Festival, the YYC Festival. I I believe it is called, um, but uh, it's a great festival. Uh, showcases a lot of uh, great acts uh, out of Calgary, and they're just uh, they're going to be coming up into their third year soon. And um, they they they're bringing more acts in, and uh, they do a really great job over there. So, uh, not to waste any more time. Oh, I should get this announcement out of the way. Darren Frost, Darren Frost, the co-host that usually uh, stares at me uh, with daggers in his eyes from across the board. He will be at the. Uh, Ottawa Yuck Yucks uh, on uh, New Year's Eve. He just recently wrapped up uh, his headline week here in Toronto uh, um, to promote his uh, fourth, no, fourth, fourth DVD, uh, Emotional Terrorism. You can go to ComedyWhore.com to see more about that. But he will be at the Ottawa Yuck Yucks this New Year's Eve, and uh, you can ring in the New Year with him and I believe Derek's again. So, and of course, I do not have a New Year's Eve gig yet this week, so uh, uh, still don't. And uh, so you can contact me on the Twitter or on the Facebook through the group. Uh, anything goes with Darren Frost, Kathleen, and Dave. And uh, you can invite me to your uh, New Year's Eve party if you'd like. I'm uh, house trained and I can be 
quite appropriate and inappropriate, uh, depending on what you ask for. So anyways, I'm not going to waste any more time. Here we go. This is Corey Mack, the interview that Darren and I did. And uh, take it away. And, uh, child relationships, if they usually refer to this as hanging out. But, hanging yeah. out. I remember yeah. I, was, I was at a bar when the OJ traffic uh, thing was going on when they were chasing him. And everyone in the bar was like chanting, go, 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 go. Like they thought it was hysterical. Like and I was to get like, away. I was the one going, does anyone really see what this is? Like this isn't right, you know. No, well, don't but run, OJ. If, yeah, but I mean, come on. Anything, anytime you put something on TV, it's. I mean, it's kind of there to entertain to a certain. But that point. was a big first one, right? Where we were all watching. Yes. You know, that was yes. the big first television. Yes. Thing. Well, I mean, there was the shuttle exploding, and uh, I don't like remember I, gathering around TVs for the, like. I remember coming back to the office. I was running a singing telegram company. Everybody was crying because a te- you know, like a sure. teacher had died. Yeah. And uh, you know. That but was definitely I a TV don't remember. moment, but not yeah. like OJ. OJ people kind of think, hey, turn your TV on. It was like 9-11 when the first one two. hit. Everyone like, turn your TV on, and you turn your TV and on being to like, watch yeah. the rest of it happen. Being through BC all day with no radio, no contact to anything long before cell right. phones or anything, right? So right. we're just tootling along, drinking coffee, and eating Subway. I, we were talking about this yesterday. Like uh, I remember where, when Princess Diana died. Yeah. Uh, I was in a strip club for a friend's um, stag. And all the dancers were crying. The friend was Darren Frost. Yeah, that's yeah, was, yeah. That's right. The stag was Darren it was Frost. His stag. It was by myself. It was the once a week stag. Once a week stag. Has. And all the dancers were crying, and it was the most pathetic thing. Oh my god! And they had a giant screen. They normally put porn on, but they had CNN on, and they had the crash site, and like you know, people were like, you know, Princess Diana, not confirmed dead yet, and the dancers would be like, it was terrible. She was a princess. Anybody want to dance? Like it was the most pathetic oh. thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> But it's yeah. like, yeah, I remember Sad OJ, strippers. all those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember the uh, the Diana one. I was doing my first road gig with Glenn Foster, and we were doing... Uh, Name we were... dropper. Holy. Well, it's... it's you know. <laughs> we just um, go ka-ching every time we say somebody's <laughs> name. Yeah. The... Um, Right. It oh, was, trust me, Glenn's figured out a way to make money every time his name's It was <laughs> actually, it was, uh, yeah, we were doing the office in Peterborough. Nah, it was, I mean, everyone remembered it as a, as a reasonably okay gig, yeah, I suppose, but it was fine. It was one of those drive there, drive back. And, oh, you know, um, Lethbridge. It's just like and that was between bridge. Christmas and New Year's, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I remember, um, yeah, the things I remember about it was that I, uh, I bombed horribly for about 25 minutes. Uh, and Glenn <laughs> came on the stage right after me, after I introduced him. And uh, the first thing he said was, well, if I suck, you guys are going to be really pissed off. And the room exploded. And it was one of those like, well, I couldn't really blame him because genuinely I probably I did suck. Right, right. But it was also one of those um, uh, just because it was just when I started out and I would always wear a suit on stage. And I never had the act that really reflected someone that should wear a suit. And, of course, I thought, oh, well, uh, a stage is a stage. I'm going to go to Peterborough, which is like a small town. It's got a very famous and, and, and very good university, in Trent University there. But still, I just it was like I was probably the most dressed up amongst. By far. By far. By far. There that night, but everyone in that place was just like. Oh, well, I get dressed up like that, you know, once every it's five like, years. It's like a Lethbridge like bowling alley kind of yeah, geek. That's yeah, what it's yeah, in comparison. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't like uh, I was wearing it. I the suit. Ironically, I just was like, oh, this did you is just me. Cha- did you wear it to be? I think did somebody I, well, tell you to wear a suit? Well, I uh, no. I think in the beginning, I just I I liked wearing suits. I thought I looked good in it. And then also, someone at one point said, "You know, it's good that you're wearing that because then if people leave, they might not remember your name, but they'll remember the guy in the suit." <laughs> And then I was sort of like, I don't know if I just want to be remembered as the guy in the suit. Yes, yes. Plus, so, you were heavily influenced by Tunney as well. Well, yeah, and I like yes, yes, yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, for Eric, sure. Eric Tunney was the guy that I, I saw that um, he was probably like the close one of the closest guys that I actually saw that like reminded me of a comedian that I would see on TV. But yes, he was yeah. like right there in front of me. I mean, I love Boyd Banks, but watching Boyd on stage, I was like, I. I've never seen a Boyd on on TV before, but Eric reminded me enough of like a like a, a comedian that you'd see on the Tonight Show. Yes, or, yeah, or Paul, Dan Paul, sure. um, yeah. F. Tompkins, you know, and that kind of presentation of the suit. It's all about the clothing. Well, I mean, Eric was doing. Yeah, that he was in like, like a, But that's what I mean. I'm just saying for the people hipster, who don't know Eric Yeah, yeah. I'm using it as a comparison that people yeah. always talk about Paul Tompkins attire. Yeah. He's always got a really nice suit on. He looks, like, you know, dressed to the. But Eric, Eric had like a very Dean Martin sort of yeah, swagger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of yeah. like you and know, like, and for for me, I wore. 
wore funny clothes because I was heavily influenced by Emo Phillips in the beginning. Okay. So I had a lot of kind of I know that clothes. Mickey Rush, uh, you know, would try out different things. Like he'd wear a banana yellow suit. Long before yep. I came on, before I came on to the scene, right. they reportedly, he wore banana yellow suits. And I remember, you know, I mean, Kenny and who's uh, uh, Bud Anderson used to wear oh, yeah. their solid purple suit, the solid oh, yeah. blue suit, suit, the solid, yep. you know, the solid matching shoes kind of extravaganza. And I remember one of the comedians here, Albert H, used to, uh, one of the amateurs was, uh, he would, he's like a poker player, like that's how he made his living. And he would, he loved the idea of changing one element. So he'd say to me, you should try, uh, uh, you should try to wear a dress and see how the jokes will change, you know, because Lisa Gay Tremblay used to wear a dress and pearls oh, yeah, yeah. and, you know. And Claudia Sherman wore the whole wedding thing. Remember that? She, her, her gig oh, was yeah, a wedding Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And everybody, you know, to try something, that character out, yeah. you know. So I, I just wondered if somebody so told when, you. When you but, started, how when, it was been, what, 25 years ago? Ah, uh, yeah, about 24, yeah. I, yeah, right. I started, yeah. So yeah. you just started, did you have any kind of hook or was it just Oh, no, of- no, I had watched it for a long time and, uh you know, I used to watch Comic Relief with Paula Poundstone and, sure. you know, and, yeah. and those days, you know, yep. I, I, you'd rent the v, v, VHS, VHS tape, yep. from the blockbusters or whatever it the was. The blazers with the shoulder pads sure. and the sleeves rolled up. Sure, yeah. sure. I think yeah. you wore blazers, didn't you? I wore vests. Yeah, I wore vests. Vest. Right. I wore that's like right. a colored vest. Yep. Actually, you know what? I just did Saskatoon a couple weekends ago and Joel Walmsley, yep. if you remember, Whoa, he was the, the day of... Uh, of uh, of uh, Brent Butt and stuff and he came to Saskatoon he's living there now and he came to the club and I recognized him and I haven't seen him in years and he's like uh, first question out of his mouth was uh, are you the lesbian like he couldn't remember if I was a lesbian are you a lesbian because <laughs> right. I, can't, I can't remember if you're the one that's a lesbian like, I right. think there's more than one now yeah, well, yeah, I was like, like I in the day now there's more than one but I don't, right. I didn't think but the answer quota, is no like, yeah. okay we don't need any and, more and because, and because Elvira wore a vest once now anyone who wears a vest yeah. is not and a I had a, and I had a vest on yeah. and then he told me that I reminded him not of Elvira which would have been awesome and, and this you know this is nothing personal against these guys but I had the movements on stage that reminded him most of Jeremy Hotz not Jeremy Hot, sorry. Uh, Larry Horowitz and uh, Lawrence Morgenstern. Uh, okay. Seriously, okay, that, that's, that's how odd. I moved on stage. And I said, so far, you're uh, betting that's, that's zero off, yeah. on this conversation. Coming yeah. Along. Like I would, and how do you I like mean, me vest, so far? You know, the, I was like, the, the vest is so tied to sometimes with kind of that cowboy punk image. It can, right? Yeah, yeah. So that lends itself to a lesbian kind of iconic yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you know. What it was so funny. It was just like all of these like little stumbly things in a sense. Right. And then you realize how little we know each other. In real life, we of drop course. into each other's lives. Sure. We see right, each yeah, other, yeah. you know, and, you know, when Mickey passed away and when he, when he, uh, you know, you realize like how you add up all the hours that you've spent with people, you know, how many hours have you actually spent with this person having a conversation? Right. And out here, we do a lot of traveling. Outside of like, bitching and the yeah, business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, outside, you know, outside of playing Who'd You Do? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, how was and, that gig? And, and, and radio, how can I get it? you know, yeah. So, we, you know, to have personal conversations and to move into friendship and, like, how many comics have been in your house or, you know, right, like, cause yeah. a diff- it's a bubble, right? It's a right. bubble of an industry. And there's an article today that I was reading on Facebook, Psychology Today has put out that, what is a comedian? And, and Nikki Payne said, like, isn't that kind of, this kind of depressed me? And I said, well, it did me too because the, the notion, like we wouldn't describe all accountants and try to figure out psychology today wouldn't do a study on what makes you want to be an accountant. Like it sort of yeah. makes they, you still feel dentists. like you're a circus clown. They would something. do it for dentists because dentists has always got that, that stigma of they're the highest suicide rate. So I guarantee Oh, that's would, true. That's but true. I don't think anyone becomes a dentist because they have the highest suicide rate. No, no, no. You'd have to right. break down why does someone become a dentist and well, they were describing like a really a road comp, like a real, yeah. you know, 50 weeks of the year, that kind of thing. Right. right? And nowadays there are so many different kinds of comics. Right. I, you know, I mean, there's we're all living a different, you know, we, I've got a mortgage and kids and a husband and, you know, a real. Whoa, I've, whoa, ne- whoa, I've always a husband. A husband. I, you were a I know. And I've never Take had the vest you know, off. lost the bet. Lose lost the life. bet. And uh, the uh, but. You know, that's all, that's like my story, you know, yeah. but it's such an old notion of like that uh, cattle call, right? Right. So all comedians, you know, and I think we get that from the... the well, the, any, any of these, any of these kind of magazines or anyone, uh, I hate to say outside the bubble, always wants to find something and just string a few things together so then they can say it's all like this, you know? Yeah. It's like the old... Um, 
thing about clowns are, are not clowns, but uh, stand-up comics are just uh, dysfunctional clowns, like cry, clown, cry, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my sure, sure does actually fit a lot of those elements, mm-hmm. but I don't think Lawrence Morgenstern was bullied as a kid. He's just exactly. kind of this goofy kind of guy who's never really had that much drama in his life other than trying to get to a buffet on time, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. But my life has been almost that kind of standard. But to try to – they just try to wave a wand and go but, all yeah, it's like watching the circus or, you know, yes. it's like poking the bears and going, oh, these guys are all the same. Or, right. And it's like, well, no, there's uh, there's way – it's 2013. I mean, for you, it's even, way different. Yeah. Even more so for you because in Western Canada for many years, maybe not in the last 10, but before that, it was very much like only one kind of comic and that was the road warrior. There wasn't as much avenues to make money other than you went on the road and were a road warrior. Sure, if that's all you wanted to do. And yeah. see, that was, yeah, never my choice. And I've all, you know, I always like those contests, you know, comedy day oh, job. Oh, funny Com- the day it's job. like, I yeah. could win that. Yeah. You know, I could totally win that. And, and uh, I, you know, it's like, you know, saying if you kiss one girl, then you're a lesbian. It's sort of like if you do, you oh, know, man, if you I'm have a, a day job, <laughs> you know, if you have a day job, then, then you're not funny. You can't possibly be a comedian. Well, that's elitism. That's yeah. always been there's yeah. a, that's always it's always be been that thing or you have to live that that gritty road but there's so yeah. many different you know I've I've just done corporate comedy honestly I haven't done clubs for thirteen years thirteen yeah but when you talk about you know we were talking about the Canadian Comedy Awards and like figuring out how many people I perform for yeah I bet you I perform for more people because I'm from a small town if somebody's coming near a small town in Saskatchewan Alberta BC where I perform the most oh they are all going to be in the hall yeah you you probably perform to more people on an average year than I do sure yeah and that's the but that's pure you know numbers, so but yes. how do you you know but when it used to be that you had to you know do so many shows in a club right right and it's like well the comics in Canada aren't necessarily club comics because you can't make a living in the west in the clubs well, the and at the time nobody, when, can. nobody but nobody could then oh, I see especially in the east you could oh, I see. Right, you could right. just be a comedian clubs. and do clubs yes, but yes, in the I'm west sorry, you couldn't right. you had to do corporate so right. I always laugh you know in the last time I did a pro-am conversation with the the amateur comics it's like pick a market write for the market and go make some money right because i can't go back to the same market every year right you know somebody has to do the corporate christmas crowd yeah like, like why I said, wouldn't you know you, that you yeah. can only do that you know that trucking company in leduc once once and then maybe four years later yeah, you can do it exactly. again but for the next three years it can't be you there's got to be someone else sure. who kind of slides into that sure. slot and it's just it just makes good business sense right it's right. just like but nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants that. that well, everybody the, wants to be the, the drama rock star and the and, romance you know, and the and Saturday yeah. nights uh, sold out crowd. Oh, we want more from you. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying corporate comedians don't do well, but I'm sure they don't get the same sense of like, oh my god, this is amazing. Oh no, that as happens. many times as no, many I... times the club comic. Oh yeah, because people are are really excited for you to be there. Really? Like I'm not. Yeah. Seriously, like if you've written for them and you're talking their language, right. that's the difference, right? That's the difference between you and me. Like you can you can rock out a, a club sure. that has probably more alcohol, probably a younger crowd, you right. know. But in a small town, people are there from eighteen to eighty, right. predominantly fifty to eighty, right? And you know those are my people, right? Right. So I've chosen my market to succeed the most at. You've chosen yours to right. succeed the most at, right? Right. It just makes good business sense. I know, but what I meant was I wasn't saying it's not a matter of doing well. Or not, it's just the, the the overall after the show, the craziness because there's alcohol involved. Oh yeah, I'm chased by farmers and yeah, but that's know. my point. Like that's what you I'm talk trying to, to say. You talk to Kenny Robinson; he's gone to a few fantastic parties. But after my, small my, my town point is the corporate. romanticism of it is like I'm a 20 year old dude. Oh right? yeah, no, the romantic. That, that's what still I'm saying. Chicks, though you can go end up at some. Uh, I always say never go to point B. Scott Dumas will tell you. Yeah, we were on the road together doing corporates, you know, Christmas parties, small town Alberta. Right. It's like don't go to point B because right. suddenly you're the new meat in town, and yeah. every guy is okay. mad that you're there, and right. you, you have been a rock star, well, and Dave's, your girl Dave's is going, joke blah, 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 you know, like they're all excited. Oh, well, I always say my always is. Uh, I always say don't flirt on the road because girlfriends like to get their boyfriends jealous by flirting with a comedian and yeah. boyfriends like to show the, uh, their girlfriends how much they love them by punching a comedian in the face. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, but, exactly. But I think the one thing that you do have to always give credit to uh, corporate comics for is that 
they have to do well. I mean, someone you could probably be like uh, you could probably be like a working somehow be a working like a like feature act, middle act, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, but I mean, you're only going to get more work as a corporate comic if you're good. Like there's all there's always comics where yes. you're sort of like I can't believe that guy's still working or man I have to work with this person this weekend holy shit this guy's awful and uh, and someone someone could sort of still keep their head above water in the clubs, in the club system right in the club system and doing the odd one nighter but you're only going to keep working if you're a, a, a good comic and doing corporate shows. All right, uh, that was the end of part one of our interview. We uh, talked a little bit about cultural events, where we were when shit happened, and uh, wardrobe and corporate comedy. Uh, we're going to be coming right back with uh, more of our interview with Corey Mack. This is Anything Goes for the week of December 11th. All right, we were going to be right back after these words. They will do anything for money, even wash a gilt's back. This is Anything Goes. Out there, this is Graham Kay, and you're listening to Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Anything Goes on Canada Laughs. Hooray for fun! <laughs> Thank you. Learn how to say F U in 52 different languages. This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of December 11th. We are Darren Frost free this week. Uh, we are uh, going to go back to our interview with Corey Mack. We've been talking about uh, cultural events, where we were when shit happened in the first segment. And now we're going to continue on our discussion about corporate comedy, corporate stuff. And uh, we get into uh, the Calgary Comedy Festival and how it started and why it's just so... I was going to sound remarkably sarcastic there and why it's so fucking great. But it is a great festival. They do a great job out there. So here we go. This is the second half of our chat with Corey Mack. Anything goes for the week of December 11th. Take it away, Darren and myself and Corey. Well, it's you and I was with the the Yuck system for 16 years, and then I took some years off when they didn't have the clubs here. Right. And then I and then I went back for a year and and didn't and re- remembered why I left in the first place. Sure. Right. So the the guy that I work, one of the bookers that I work with out of Saskatoon, Rich Libner at MCP Talent. I have never met him. He could right. punch me in the head right now. I wouldn't know who he was. Right. I don't even know what he looks like. And we've had many great conversations. You sure. don't remember after he punched you? In yeah, the head, after he punched yeah. me. But you know, here's the deal. And the contracts between me and the client and uh, he's got a contract with him and the client and I've got my own contract right I know you know so it's all business right so yes. I get I get my 50% you know so it's all um, uh, it's all based on the the client's happiness right. like you know he you know they report back to him and he you know but my bookings have never been better and and it hasn't you know ever since I left because that's the way of the world because people want their opinion and people are talking anyway you know of that's course. why you can't sell a a show in Kindersley on a Tuesday for $2,500 and then go do a show in Corrobert for $800 yeah. down right. the road right on yeah, the weekend, yeah. you know, because somebody's aunt or somebody's cousin, people talk, right? you know, and so knowing that business, you know how much money can be on the table and you can have that, but it's just like that, uh, the knowledge of doing it. So it's not this ridiculous, uh, system of, you know, it just, it's just everybody for this much money, you so know, it's, it's very it's, specific. People want very specific entertainment. And so is there, do you find that there's, uh, less or more I mean, it's, it sounds like there's less bullshit because there isn't as much sort of personal sort of, uh, you know, things. Less politics. There's less politics. Well, I mean, well, I mean yeah. I'm sure there's oh, politics, it's, but I mean, it's, it's less. It's got to be less. It's got to be less. It's, it's, it, be less. it's totally less. It, but it's sort of less of the, uh, well, this guy's not the greatest, but I love hanging out with him and partying. That's what I mean. That's politics. Well, yeah. that's the thing. So. It's totally, you know, and it's, and it's grown-up business, right? It's right. It's like, it's, and I went into it as a grown-up. Well, like the difference I was, is there's a lot of people who are grown-ups that don't act like grown-ups in our business, but when you're doing it the way you're doing it, you don't, you choose, you don't have to work with them. But people trained, people trained themselves up. People were trained up in a system that was, was dominated by that notion that we were all in this together. We're all hanging. We're all, we're all self-employed, 
but right. we weren't treated like we were self-employed. Right? right, right. So, you know, when you're selling a show and it doesn't matter, really, there's no programming involved. Right. It's really about whose turn is it and three people. And, you know, very seldom was it specifically Darren Frost and Dave Martin are here course, to do no, a show. Of course, it was a brand. That, yeah. it, it was just underneath the giant brand, right? right. So, so being on your own and the only brand that he's worried about is my brand. Right. Very seldom am I with people. Um, uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's totally a different thing. It's again, it's like the, whether you're selling a cattle, uh, a cattle call or whether you're selling an audition. Right. Yeah. That's right. the difference, right? Do you want somebody from Yuck Yucks? Right. Do you want somebody from whoever? Yes. You right. know, someone from this pool, from pool this of 800 pool of people, 800 people or, you know, so there's no intention. And as the businesses change, I think that's a very old business model. Of course. And because so and people want really specific of course they do. choices. Right. And so that's, you know, to to create Thank you to the Internet. That's also yes. It's uh, cheap. I can promote myself. Yes. We all have the skills. We don't have the skills. But also, the client can now kind of go search out. You know, 15 years ago, they could have got a, gig, a sheet from any, not just Yuck Yucks, even independent. Yeah. And like, we're giving you these three comics: Darren Frost, Dave Martin, Corey Mack. And they had to go. I hope it's good. Yeah. I hope it's right for my yeah. for my com- my company Christmas yeah. party. Now they can go Google Darren Frost. Whoa, Whoa that's too much. Yeah. This isn't what, you know. And, well, and you remember know. you used to have to sign the sheet that said, you know, this is my proprietary information. Yeah. Uh, we looked this up ourselves. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a rock star business, folks. Right. You just pick up the phone. Yeah. You know, and you ask people or you ask their people's management and you have, you have, uh, you know, people just doing business with each other. And it, it is an industry. And, and I think, you know, I used to laugh at uh, people that would get all upset because they're like, oh, my God, I've been screwed over. You know, it's like. People will tell you who they are from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. There's not a person alive that's yeah. doing comedy in Canada that doesn't know the rules. Right. That doesn't know how it works. Yes, yes. If you don't know how it works, you haven't been paying attention right. and you're feeling sorry for yourself. Yes. Cause, so grow up. The reality right. is this is how it works. Right. If you want to be part of it, be part of it. When right. it doesn't work for you, go do something well, else. Well, and also, yeah, there's only a certain point where you can – at a certain point, you have to start blaming yourself for swimming in a in a pool of shit. You know, you can't be like, "Oh man, I can't believe I'm still swimming in this pool of shit." At, at any point, I could well, get people out. always have that belief. You know, like somebody, you know, your husband punches you or whatever, right? And you think, "Oh, I'm not going to be the one. He's going to. He's never going to. You know, that's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, be right. me. He's going to like before. me best." You know, I can't right. tell you how many people were like, "Oh, I'm uh, Judy's number one guy." I'm yeah, Ju- of like course. all through the year. I mean, she was married to Jeb. She was like, you know, I mean, yeah, he was I'm clear. Number one guy over I'm the number husband. one guy. I'm the number one guy. Which is, you know, it's a funny phrase. And Calgary is a really, and the West is a really, Calgary is really probably the most, you know, it had that uh, volatile, you acidic, know, it was acidic, you know, and, yeah. it, and it still is kind of a weird place. Well, for, for me, like I, how I've always operated is the way I look at it is I've always considered myself, of course, because of my act, a bit of an outsider to the system. Once in a while I run inside the system. I might do a festival. I might do a run of things for someone. But predominantly, I have to do everything myself for the last 10 years and run kind of outside the system, whether it's my DVDs or my own shows, because I knew that, uh, you know, that other system is A, dying, B, doesn't have my best intentions at heart, and C, not really, I think, a fan of what I do because they have to sell it. And I don't think everyone on the other side are great salesmen and selling it the way it should be sold. Well, let's talk about who is senior act. Let's talk about anybody from that office right. who has come to see your act. Right. Well, I can tell you, I, I have n- never had a manager. I have never had a booker. Right. I've had my manager. I've never had a, a booker right. in a corporate show. Right. Ever. In the history of 24 years. Right. No one has ever seen my show. Right. So you're basing it on a shitty DVD. Right. Or what somebody else said. Right, right. Yes. And yes. so you play to what somebody else says, and you hope for the best. Because I refuse to put the shitty DVD, right? you know, and I do corporate. So here's my thing now, because now the booker, you know, Rich is like, you know, Corey, I need a clip for my new website. Well, just come out and get one then, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm by myself at a corporate. I'm not taping myself. Right. Like, what, when are you going to tape this? It's like a different product. Yes. You know? I just was wondering, because so it's like you've been doing the, the corporate thing, what you said about 13, 13 years, years. Yeah. and how long were you doing the the club thing before and the one sort i did of it 16 road years at yucks yeah 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 so at what point like i mean what was the crossover like uh, when with... i was pregnant and oh. being booked into okotoks uh <laughs> pregnant with your first child uh second actually okay. the first one was 
I, I continued on, but and this when I was pregnant with Grace, it was like, you know, it just didn't make any sense anymore. By that time, I'd done enough comedy to know what the market was and why right. should I be telling jokes to boys in the bar at Okotoks at yeah. midnight? Oil rig guys. When and, I'm like this, yeah. right, it's not fair to them. Right. It's like, let's pick a market. Like, right. Jesus. Like, why? Yeah, would they'd you... rather want me than you, and that's what that yeah. booking should be. So why wouldn't you? Right. Like, just the thought. But I mean, I'm just, I'm like, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more interested in the, uh, the, the just the, the psychology of going from... You know, you know, you you meet a bunch of comics, uh, or you you meet comics, and you get in the car, and there's like a there's an MC, a feature, and, and you headlining, and you're going to the gig, and you're all sort of the three of you. There's the camaraderie of that, yeah. and you get to leave the gig and, and together, and you're like, oh, I can't believe what a what a great gig or what a terrible, horrible show, but you did it together. Yeah, yeah, but you did it together, and so yeah. um, just because I've have always. Whenever I've done shows, it's always either been uh, myself and two others or myself and one other person. Yeah. I have yet to actually do a show where it's just me on its own. So, But, I mean, how do you – where do you go to the point – like, how do you get to the point where you're sort of like, no, I can do this completely on my own. I don't need anyone to back me up because that must be sort of weird to just cross over from the – Well, like, it's not even – it was a choice before. Person. Like, I did one person shows before I left Yucks, but – but it was because it was like a ladies' night, right? Yeah. You know, so it was me at the Kananaskis Hotel, you know, right. with a bunch of women on a retreat, you know. So me by myself wasn't unusual, but it is. It's it's lonely. It's weird, and so the, your act does become more of a um, uh, MC. Like I'm taking care of the whole audience. Like you get yeah. to that point, yeah. Where, you've got to warm the crowd. Whereas first like first I'm like you know scoot your chairs around. You're gonna have a kink in your neck. I have all these you know. So I'm taking care of them, and right. I'm talking to the guy in the back row, so that everybody in front of him feels like they're in the front row. So they all know that I can see him. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I got jokes for the young guys. I got jokes for the grandmas because I know they're all there. Right. Because that's the market that I'm. You know. So it. Right. So it's and Harry will tell you he was describing this summer that I'm more of a storyteller. You know, but I think that comes from being in the West for going out too early when you didn't have enough time right. and uh, yeah. by yourself yeah. because you are creating that conversation. Yeah. So it really is an experience. Yeah, when you're doing a, a one-man show, it is more than a conversation than ever because, yeah, it is kind of like I can't go up and do my character. Like I've done one-man shows. Yeah. And, yeah, I can't go and do my normal show. You've got yeah. to, I've got to kind of ease into it. Sure. It's more their friend. Maybe you can get to the level where now you're kind of doing what I would normally do in a club. But that yeah. is such a step process. It is a long – it's, you know, because you have to teach them how to be in an audience, yeah. you know, and guide them through that whole process. You know, the lights are off. You know, you got to work with the people in the place. I went on a um, – James Uloff is a comic who, uh, from yep. Alberta who's been doing these Raise the Wolf – Raising the Wolf for uh, animal charities and uh, the boob tour for yes, breast cancer breast charities, cancer, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's all over the States. He's all over Canada. He's making a whack of people happy. So I went out with them with a couple other comics. And, you know, you get to the gig and I'm automatically saying, who's shutting the lights off? Where's the thing? Where's the boob? boob, boob? You know, work. Are we taking a break? Like I'm asking all these questions. And the other two comics are like, well, yeah, somebody usually takes who who takes care of that yeah yeah like who does that yeah you i mean yeah i mean we're you know you get used to being babied in a little way well and i think that's a system that we all grew up in it's like you know they used to tell people how to you know kelly dixon please dress up this means you they used to tell us how to yeah you know they had to tell us how to dress you know don't well that sheet that sheet i remember from the uh, late 80s early 90s my first western tour i got one it's like save your toronto jokes and your smart jokes or whatever (laughs) get ready to be you know take care of dick land or something it was literally a, a piece of paper from the booker that said, get ready to do dick jokes. Yeah. And do this and do this and do this. And, you know, it's so it's so it's once you begin to define yourself. And I and I say this a lot, but it's like this is the era of uh, not waiting for permission. Right. Everybody's creating their own shows. Everybody's creating right. their websites and their market. You know, you started early. You had a website. Sure. You had stuff. Yeah. You built and built and built. Lori Gibbs is, you know, people are great at defining what kind of comedy they're doing. And so then it takes away a lot of the guesswork. And, right. then, you know, maybe it's when we're all getting 40 and we all – it gets become clear. I don't know what it, the clarity of uh, growing old or, or realizing that we're not waiting for permission. That right. We, we can be entertaining without somebody who used to be a caterer telling us whether we're entertaining or not. Right. You know, because we yeah. all took our word from people that had 
jobs like selling shoes telling us whether we were funny or not. Oh, yeah. Who have never been on the stage and will oh, yeah. never be on the stage. And I think we're all past that now. Or 22-year-old agents that are telling you what the business is. Yeah. And you've been in and the bragging business. bragging about how they booked somebody. And it's yeah. like, you, so you picked up the phone. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. You asked the guy if he wanted yeah. to come. I've been and doing And then you paid him shitloads of money. Right. And he came. Yay. Yeah. Good for you. But, I mean, if, I mean we last time I was in Calgary, uh, you did a set at the – one of the showcases at the at the Calgary Yucks and, yep. um, and and what's that like going from like do you, is there any point where you miss anything about uh, like performing at a club versus like a corporate uh, event? Actually, I, it's the opposite. To me, it's like a, a bit terrifying because I don't have the speed, I don't have the style, I don't have the content. You know, the content's okay. You know, Friday Night Late Show would be terrifying to me. Right, right now because I don't. Well, have Well, luckily that. the business is in the toilet so much. There's not many Friday late shows, but yeah. Oh, there you go. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, that, I, I, I haven't written to that for so long, and so the times that I have done, we did. Uh, I went to Kelowna with Allison Smith, just you know, because we were pals, and we did. Yeah. A, you know, it was like a ladies' night weekend, and so I said yes. I've been to Cranbrook. Like I said, I'm going to Cranbrook this weekend. I like Cranbrook because honestly, this is how selfish I am. You know. You get there, you do a Friday night show at 9.30, and then you have all day Saturday. Last time I was in the, you know, I went for breakfast with who, who was with me, and then, you know, I didn't see them to 9.30 at night. I just worked all day. Yeah, like yeah, I got, yeah. I got, like, Way stuff kids, done, you know. And, yeah, this weekend I am writing a movie. Like, seriously, I have yeah. the outline. I'm in a writer's group, and we, you know, my product is due next Tuesday, my first draft. That's exactly what I'm doing this Saturday. Well, it doesn't sound yeah. like there's anything that you, you miss about the no, clubs. But, no, I mean, but is there no. anything, I mean... You know, I mean, you do have to watch yourself um, at, at doing, like, corporate stuff. But as far as, like, uh, but there isn't, like, I mean, do you ever find, catch yourself writing stuff that you're like, oh, I can't put that in my corporate act. I'd love to go out. But you know what? I, I, I'm asking, is there a raunchy Corey Mac out there? There <laughs> is. There is. There is. And Donovan Deschner. this shit. Oh. Donovan Deschner has uh, the red carpet comedy. Right. Uh, so pros go in and they write a new 10 minutes. Right. And so that's where you would have found right. really dark stuff. Because I went through this really dark for Corey Mack. But, but you know, I was <laughs> right. really watching Louie and I, like, I really like that, the rawness of the TV show, but also the set. And I like the rawness and I find the funny, I really find that funny mm-hmm. and I find that important. And it's without all of this, you know, so is it the difference between a comic and a comedian? I don't know. But you, know, you could get into all that philosophy. Yeah, but yeah. but the reality that. of that, that, just that reality of how dark it is and, and, and coming down to all about relationships and, and that, that microscopic look at people. Well, I like that. And, and, and that gives me an opportunity because, like you said before, in a corporate, I can't muck around. Yeah. You know, so, but I did write jokes there that I can alter and put into the real act. And, and I, you know, I have parts, you know, where I put the new stuff in. Yeah. Partly because then I can remember it. Right. But also partly because, you know, there was some stuff. I had some stuff about uh, oh, um, the six inches. Uh, if you have, there's a, there's um for the snowfall, you can't, you know, if they're more than six inches, you can't. And I, I talk about dyeing my hair. I'm sorry, I dyed my hair. Uh, it's not the it's not the snow on the roof. It's the drift in the driveway. Yeah. So that's, you know, <laughs> right. so, it's like, yeah, right. it's yeah. so it's like my husband's oldest plow. It's not so much of a drift. It's a skiff, yeah. you know, and then, and I talk about the six inches. And it's like, well, we, I've had that rule for years, Nancy, you know, no more than six inches. I mean, less yeah. than six inches, you can back up, yeah, plow yeah, it, yeah. back up, all this kind of stuff. You know, so that would not be corporate Corporate, you know but like it's a riot to say it you know because you do have that you do have those but it's just like when like since we've been in town it was like the thursday night um the thursday night at the club was pretty empty because it was halloween and then but and then all the shows that like the friday and the saturday and the late even saturday late um so while we've been in town here i've been sort of like i'd like to have a set you know, where there's only sometimes, you know, sometimes you actually look forward to like, oh, man, there's only 10 people here. I can do whatever the fuck I want. No one's yeah, watching. Yeah. And it's like even when we like I hosted the, the comedy Monday night show, I was sort of like, oh, well, this is going to be a lot of fun. And then I saw all the people there. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to step up my game. Hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a difference. But it's sort of like you just sort of then the more people that are there, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to have to do a good job now. Yeah. Not that I don't want to yeah. do a good job. It's more of just like I like. It's sort of like you don't have that excuse to screw yeah. around. Well, it's like going to hell Sundays, right? Like yeah. that's like the and you got to time it out on that. And when you're here, but 
that they have that that ability and and uh red carpet is that you know that new stuff and it is terrifying and it is in that that rawness of whether they're going to laugh or not you it's lovely to get it out when did you go from comedian and yes no no because i knew he, i understand this signal another question um, when did you go from comedian to thinking to myself, I think Calgary deserves a comedy festival? Because for me, I was—I said this in another interview a day ago, I think. I can't remember to who, but I was always surprised that Alberta never had comedy festivals when comedy has been booming here probably stronger than Ontario for years. Like the comedy scene here, at least the club level and definitely the corporate level has been stronger here for Probably since I started comedy. Even though there, um, maybe corporate, uh, but even even the clubs. No, there's not that many clubs, though. So. No, but they're running like five show weekends. And, yeah, that's and, true. And, and that's Ontario, true. they're not. Back Other in the day, Toronto. Though. Yeah, Toronto is the only club and a couple absolute clubs that are running more than that. Every yeah. other club is down to yeah. at most four. Yeah, well, some, think, but some of the some of that might be the fault of the club too. I agree, but what I'm saying is that like, you know why there's, there's two again? clubs here running six shows, yeah, seven yeah. shows a week, and it's always been strong. Even in the '90s, they it always had shows from Tuesday to Saturday. It was always well. I remember being on the road with Winston Spear, yep. in the middle of Saskatchewan, deciding we were going to put on a comedy festival. Sure, <laughs> and we spent the whole week, you know, in between. Like that was our downtime in between bad radio stations, right. just figuring out. But um, so it's always been in the back of my. I've always been an event person, like in and fun development and that kind of stuff. And uh, I knew of the one that was happening here, and I knew that wasn't the one I wanted to be part of. Right. And uh, and so just sort of watching it, and then it was sort of the right place, the right time, and the right people. Right. So trying to um, just say I like to say yes to things. And uh, so when I came home, I just said, you know. I saw an article about Calgary 2012 and funding, and I also was on a committee, and that's probably the precursor that had it in my mind most recently, was that I was on a committee because Just for Last was considering coming here to this market. And so there was a, I was on that committee to determine the viability of that. Right. And, uh, and it turns out it wasn't viable in the end, and right. like they were trying to figure out arts funding and things like that, and, and it wasn't really totally embraced by the arts community because there's only so much of the pie that goes around, and it really had that feel of the mothership coming in and, and, and taking, and taking the money, you know, sure, so right. it wasn't. And so to have the, the impetus be like the Calgary 2012 funding, and then I said, let's, you know, just have Calgary comedians the first year. Uh, so they had to start here, be here, have yeah, which have I thought was a here, great, you know, so it was all thing. about Calgary, right? Yes. So, so, and I have and inclusive and of all the other venues. Like, I don't yeah, know the whole all history, the venues, but all the all other the venues, venues, it was all inclusive. All the venues. We said yes to everyone, and right. we had, and I had uh, done a website with uh, Donovan Deschner called Comediapedia. Yes. So I happened to know how many Calgary comedians there were. There's 160 that still live here, right. and there's like 72 that don't, and that's stand-up, sketch, improv. Yep, yep. That's everybody. So I had that information, so it, it seemed to be realistic. And, uh, and so I got Harry, who knows everyone, Harry Dupe, yep. uh, knows everyone, has relationships uh, with, that, with that group, and he had programmed uh, the festival galas and things like that. He knew about flying people in and hotels and yeah, what to pay people, and he, right. he totally knows that. And he's a great producer, and, uh, and we've been longtime friends. And I knew how to do, you know, the Calgary area and that kind of stuff. And then a friend of ours, uh, Jim Sutherland, who's the third producer, is, uh, he's run the BAMF TV Fest World T Television Festival for years. Well, there right? you go. So technically wise. Right. So the event technical side, he can so, cover. Yeah, you so, can all do, of, yeah. yeah. So we had the right people, the right place, the right time, and the funding was available. And so it just made sense to what I wanted to do. And, and I think Comediapedia was like my 20-year kind of anniversary in comedy. And it was, uh, I was at the, the Regina Comedy Awards and uh, somebody's like, how do you know Kenny Robinson? And people don't even know we exist here. Like people don't even know, you know, until the internet and all that kind of stuff. People don't know who Corey Mack is. They have no idea unless they've traveled here and worked here. Well, and unless you did a comedy now, which aired a lot. Which I did a comedy now, but, I know, like, but people but don't I'm, pay. But I'm what saying, did you wear which, for your comedy now? Uh, black. They, I had a blue shirt and they yeah. wouldn't let me wear it because everybody sweated that week. Yeah. Right. And so uh, <laughs> I was on the last night. Steve Patterson taped his before mine. Martha Chavez was. Uh, no, but what I was going to yeah. say is, unless it Black. aired a lot, right? Yeah, people, and, and most of them don't. Like five yeah. of them air a lot, yeah. You know, and the others yeah. don't. Like mine, mine doesn't air ever. Mine has aired. Mine aired last week, I think. You know, it's just like yeah. it airs like once a year. Um, 
but you know, so it's like there was no notion of. So it's like I don't want my whole maybe it's midlife comedy crisis, right. but I didn't want it to be the value. I wanted to do, to be remembered, and there's no really um, to heighten the industry. And the, the same with this, right? The same with the, the YBC Comedy Festival is that notion of like to to um, heighten to have a festival in the town that is a and we have a festival in town but it, it's the word is festival is used loosely right like and, yes. and we have a festival like we're trying to create a, a large-scale festival that's in theaters and in comedy venues rather than the spaghetti factory and yeah, small bars, places and bars and, and bars. stuff yeah. right so yeah. it's a different market it's yeah. a totally different market totally yeah. different time of year do what you do you yeah. know and we're doing what we do and so and because I think people will come out of their house because I can watch any comedian that I love when I want to, how I want to, I can put my pajamas on, I can eat pop, I can do whatever I want, any time of the day. So to have people leave their homes with their families, friends, youth, the kids are like destination television, YouTube, looking for their favorite comedians. So, you know, probably 13 and up are looking for the comedians. Like you, they know your name. Sure. They know who you are. Yeah. So we've created this system where people can find us. So now we have to create an experience. And so it's all about... Uh, comedian driven really yep and it's not gonna, ever going to be thematic like the Halifax festival or the Winnipeg festival where it's like let's do all the car jokes and let's do all the motherhood jokes and let's do all yes you know yes. It's, yes. it's really for the first time ever actually we got funding the, the second year because of the programming was so unique and, and the fact we had six best male and best female on a sh one show hosted by Kevin McDonald we had Ron and Christine Ron Sparks and Christine Von Hagen were on a show together they'd never been on a show together before and, uh, you know, the best male, best female reigning, you know, the victory lap or their yep, reigning yep, year. Yep. And, you know, so that kind of programming has never been done before by anybody, you know. So it was, like, really cool to have just to say to people, like Derek Edwards who was on the galley, goes, what do you want me to do? How about just your funniest stuff? Yeah. You know, like, you like, just come yeah. and do. Because well, it wasn't televised, right? No, but, you know, we've had interest from television. But, no, but what be, I mean by that for yeah. Derek, you can, you can say that because you it do doesn't matter you want. if he did no, a joke no. three months ago in Halifax because that's yeah. where it gets a little touchy with all yeah. the festivals, right? Like uh, we don't want overlap. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and if yeah. it doesn't want and if it does and if it ever is televised, yeah, it will be about like more of a documentary style and, yes. and televising the whole thing and selling it to Netflix or show, right. Showtime. Right. Yeah. Somebody like that would play the whole thing. Right. Remember the, oh, they used to, I don't know what, what was it, HBO? Somebody had like the dirty, dirty. Was it yuck spaced and it was like all like? Uh, there was uh, well, there was the dirty the dozen. taboo. There was like a yeah, maybe taboo, taboo or something like you know. It's dozen. just like they just play the whole thing, you know, yeah. rather than it being edited. So oh, again, see, it's right. along with a philosophy of you know, you want to make the sponsors happy, you want to make the audience happy, obviously, more laughs per capita, that kind of thing right. for that week. And it was really the strongest lineup you're going to see in Alberta. Like it was really a. Pretty now, how much growth lineup. was there from year one to two huge, in huge. audience size? Do you have any idea? Oh, audience size? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the numbers. Right. But like the was shows... it bigger or was it just as big? Do you think? Just as big. Just as big. Yeah, it's always yeah. so weird when you when and we had way more shows. So. I know that. It, yeah. It's weird to say that, like, because when I first saw the the first year that you guys did it, uh, and it's 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 weird to sound surprised, but it was like holy shit, these people are organized. And it was just like one of <laughs> no. those, like, I can't believe, and it was just like the, the just the lineup and the way that it was presented when I just would go to the website. It was yeah. like, wow, these people really know what they're doing. So it was both a matter yeah. of both like uh, both the comics that you had and also the producers behind it yeah. was just like, wow, this is uh, really, and it, 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 was, it, it was almost like you had um, – you know, you know, it's like if you're opening a restaurant, you'll open it up kind of uh, on the a down early, on the down like low. Soft, soft, soft yeah, like opening. a soft yeah, opening yeah, for yeah. like two weeks. It was almost like you had your festival, but didn't tell anyone about it for like a couple <laughs> years, and then you were like, okay, now let's now, we'll now we got our shit together. Yeah. It was almost like you had your shit together like from day one, and I think it would be. It would be kind of cool to see uh, uh, like it, it getting televised and in a in a different sort of way because I mean you know you can easily you know when you watch Halifax uh, there's a distinctive way that they edit that show together yeah. and a distinctive way that they do the Montreal and Winnipeg but I'm not a big fan of the way the Halifax does it how they just sort of edit joke, like joke, little joke, joke, joke little clips yeah. together because you never really get a sense of who the comic is you yeah, get no context, sense of just yeah. and then you know I mean if you saw just uh, you know a couple of like 30 second jokes from one person and then you went to go and see them and if their whole act wasn't just 30 second bursts of jokes you might be like 
oh, well, I liked you more on TV. It moves way faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. chopped up with and thrown together with a whole bunch of other different people. But uh, I would like to see sort of like a, a different angle on how to shoot a comedy festival. Well, I think, yeah, I think the people that we're talking to, and I think it would be, it would be a, a misrepresentation to be anything else, you yeah. know, because we're really trying to be that. I mean, it's really grassroots. I mean, every poster that's hung out of the 800 posters, I drove Harry to the, the pole and Harry stapled it up. All right. That was the second half of the discussion that we had with uh, Corey Mack. It feels weird to throw to an interview that I'm already in. It's like I'm, I'm sitting here in the studio on a Darren Frost free this week, uh, on a Darren Frost free week, and I'm basically throwing to ourselves. Uh, in Calgary chatting with Corey Mack. So we are going to be right back. Uh, this is Anything Goes for the week of December 11th, and uh, we will retur- be returning right after these words. When all you get is gift cards from the liquor store on your birthday, assume your friends are telling you something. This is Anything Goes. There. This is Sarah Hennessy, and you're listening to Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Anything Goes on Canada Laughs. Bam, bam, I don't give a shit. Yeah! Was that cool? She just did too. While staying in Toronto, the guests of Anything Goes stay wherever the hell they want. Isn't it enough that they let them on the show and plug whatever crap they're up to? This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of December 11th. My name's Dave Martin, and uh, we will be wrapping up our conversation with Corey Mack. Darren Frost and I did these conversations where we were working the club out in Calgary. And uh, he is not, Darren's not in the studio this week, but I wanted to remind everyone that he will be playing in the Ottawa Yuck Yucks Club for New Year's Eve. And um, anyways, I'll probably end up mentioning that again, too. But here we uh, go and uh, wrap up our conversation with Corey. We are continuing to talk about uh, the Calgary Comedy Festival. Uh, take it away, us. Like I mean, I ran, I ran totally, a festival for a yeah. couple of years in, up in uh, Owen Sound with Johnny yep, yep. Yardhouse. We did it for a couple of years. Very grassroots. Unfortunately, we did it all with our own money instead of getting any funding. Uh, so, you know, I learned how hard it is yeah. to pull off a festival. Uh, the one thing I liked the most about your festival year one, uh, year two, it was a little bit different because you did bring in a few different people. But I liked the fact it was the first festival that nobody could bitch if they weren't going because I wasn't born in Calgary. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I have no allegiance yeah. to Calgary other yeah. than coming here every two years and paying my rent for a month. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you could look at it. It's the first festival. You're like, well, what the fuck? I, I, I want to fuck the chick in Calgary. Why am I not doing that gig? <laughs> You know, everybody was from Calgary. Yeah. There was a conscious I'd like effort. I to see it that was, festival too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just well, did a girl in Calgary. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was obvious. Yeah, and red which, which is a good yeah. thing because of the, all the politics already attached to everything all the time. You know, sure. And why and not I, me? Yeah, we it's had like people f- like sending emails going, "I wish I was born in Calgary." Right, right, you know? right. Which is fine. Yeah, you know, which is I awesome. Get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it was one of the ones where it's like, you know, you're kind of starting it this way. So in the future, if it continues to be, you know, more Calgary with the odd person who isn't from here, yep. that's only a good thing. Well, no, it wasn't. It was clearly wide open this year. It was yeah. anybody. Everybody, there was like maybe four that were repeats. Right. And everybody else was different in the, in the 80 comics that were, you know, probably on stage that week. And that's nice, you the know? fact that, it, that it's only been going on for two two years that yeah. you can... I mean, you know, the third time, your 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 third festival, your fourth festival, you can ha- you can keep bringing in brand new people and stuff like that. Oh, too. for sure. And we, you know, we like we had the Calgary Stand Up All Star Show, so it was all Calgary last year and this year, and and this year having the Canadian uh, champs with the six male and best male and best female, you know, trying to figure out if you could have that again and trying to really build that culture within the festival. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's yours? What's different here? You right. Know, whether it's you know your after party or you know my daughter and I went to our daughter and I went to um, the Harry Potter convention, LeakyCon in Portland, and I spent the whole time like just trying LeakyCon Leaky as after the Leaky Cauldron, but it's like a oh, big okay, fandom okay. festival, Doctor Who, and okay. predominantly Harry Potter. And uh, you know I just kept watching the culture bits that they had. You know, like you know they have the workshops, and so this year we had Brent Piaskowski come, and yeah, uh, you know he's got the first. 
you know, he's got the latest show that's about to be aired. Yeah. You know, so he is the guy that's in the most moment of taking a script to the, you know, to yes. the stage yes. and to the screen and stuff. So we have that. With a past in stand-up, so it's yeah. not just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's from Calgary, and yeah. he's so funny. One day on Twitter, he goes, yeah, I'm going to go to the, I'm staying at my parents' show. I want to announce I'm going to be in Calgary during the YWC come. I was like, oh, my Jesus, this is brilliant. Because, you know, really, we talked about that last year. There's so many things that our industry I would love to be a part of like those kind of conversations about process and about about how you do it how you do the theater shows and how you know like those kind of things so or the writing Mm -hmm. because we're all doing much more than I used to call us chick singers you know you'd show up and say your stuff but now we're doing so much more in so many industries like writing for well one of the one of the benefits of um you and very much like Al Ray in Winnipeg versus say Montreal and um, Halifax, and not to dog either one of those. I mean, I just did Halifax. It was a great, yeah. great party and, and fun and everything. But there is a sense of um, Al, because of his past experience being a performer, um, and I know, of course, you and Harry being that way too. The one thing I loved about Winnipeg is that the only thing you had to worry about from a comics perspective was your show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything was taken care of. There was parties. It was yeah. fun. If you want to take care of being part of that, you could. If you just want to go back to your hotel room, you, you know, you didn't yeah. have to. But all you had to worry about was just the show. Yeah. And I think – I'm not saying Montreal isn't that. Yeah. I'm not saying Halifax isn't that. But it's so obvious it was about that in Winnipeg. And I think that has a lot to do with Al being a performer for as many years as he was and setting up a certain kind of thing. Well, I think here, you know, like picking hotel arts – it's centralized. It's beautiful. It makes you feel like you're taken care of. Like, right, you right. know, it's not, you know, the the cheapest out on the outskirts of town. Like it yeah. is like a real, yeah, the real male McDeal. So when stars come to town, that's predominantly where they stay, right? right. So it's like from the very get go, we're flying you in, and we're actually, you know, and we had people come in. And don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, at humble rates you know, and, and favorable, you know, yeah. because of relationships. Right. But right. that's how the world works, Yeah, you know, to build something and everybody's keen on building it and having it here because they, they know the gist behind it isn't about anything other than celebrating the industry and really having an opportunity to showcase quality comedy, you know, in well, a, in a, in a that venue that is meant to put on a show, like a really I, show a, as opposed to it's a second thought in a corner. Yeah, and I also think, too, it's, it, it, uh, it's, the, it's very much the it, – it never at any point comes across as anything but, like, the Calgary Comedy Festival. It's not like, you know, Harry Dupe and Corey Mack present. No. The, it's no, not like no. – it's, it, it's, it, it's, there's no – you know, there's, there's no hint of, like, oh, I'm using this to make me a better uh, – put a bigger spotlight on me no you, you just want to like yeah you just want to acknowledge what you do in the best possible venue like if you imagined a dream team and we used to talk about dream tours and like who would you put on you know the outside and the inside and sure. you know the out you know the out comics and the you know the independent comics and the taken care of <laughs> comics i don't know what you call us right but, right but you used to have a dream team like wouldn't it be great to have this one this one this one it's like well that's what you do you you know you put on a festival and then you go wouldn't it be great right and usually in both years this has happened like about the about six weeks out from the festival, the actual date of the festival, we talk about the next year. And both times, it's just been at the perfect time to do it. And just it happens naturally, organically. And we just like, let's talk about next year. Just for a little minute. Have yeah. a little dream. Right, <laughs> right. Have a little something to go. It's all going to be okay. Can you, you know? give us any spoilers for next year? I can't, except that we're desperate for a venue. We're desperate, if you're listening and you're from Calgary, uh, desperate for, uh, like, we're really trying to nail down the venue for the gala and the date. And, uh, and, and sponsors, we need a presenting sponsor. We've done this two years without a presenting sponsor. Right. And uh, we've had everybody from uh, Amanda Brook Parents Dentist. Uh, right. Canyon, yeah. Big shout He's out to good. Bob at yeah. Canyon Dental. Yeah. We made the deal over Twitter. I'd never met him, and uh, how it works. and he sent me a note. He goes, uh, "I'll give you a free uh, cleanings and a and a whitening uh, for tickets to go see Amanda." And I said, "You give me a thousand dollars, and I'll give you this many seats." And then he said, "Okay, if you give me a thousand, I'll give you a thousand dollars, but I want tickets to this, this, and this." And some weren't tickets to the shows that we were producing. You know, I had to, I went and got him tickets. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it works. And, you know, and that's how it works. And, that's how it works. Uh, I did a festival. We had lawyers give totally, us five hundred bucks, yeah, and it's like yours. It's just a yeah. little bit here and engineering firms that I had friends at, and yeah. so it's slowly grown. And but we really could use that anchor, you know, because. Um, because the arts don't include 
comedy. There are uh, arts. Well, I don't now get we're it. now we're not for profit, so we can uh, You're a apply for off. festival You're a money. Off. Yeah, for festival money, but it drives like, me nuts because that's what one of the killers was with my festival. We're, we were at the time not we were not registered not for profit. No, we just registered, and uh, it's just. And you know what? Even without outside of the festival format, just being a performer, so many grants you can't get because you're a comic. But if I did a one-man show, I totally – it doesn't make any sense to me. It drives me nuts. You could call it a one-man show and and do your show show. Yes. You know. Well, I think it just – I think a lot of it has to do with just people don't – you know, when people say, oh, comedy's so hard – uh, but then they're like, oh, yeah, but my buddy's hilarious, and he just works with beside me at the uh, yeah. factory. You know? But this yeah. article in Psychology Today was talking about actors, how actors do things that other people have produced, so they, they, they say the words of other people. Right. And so, you know, so that's different uh, from a comedian, and then different from, there was two the two comparisons, but I, but I thought it was interesting because we're actually saying the words that we produce. Right. You yeah. know, so that's, you know, double Supposedly, whammy. They have to give you the credit for yes. being uh, for a writer, right. a producer, a director. You know, yeah. when you talk about event management, we're all event managers. Right. Yes. Like we sort it out. We get them all seated. I've pulled out buffet tables from the, so I that they can go chairs. down both sides so that we, let's get this on. Let's get yeah. the show going. Go down both sides. Grab your plates. Let's go. You know, so I think we, we know how to manage all of that stuff and 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 but there's no but there's no but they have to give us double credit right yeah you know so you are a presenting right. body you are also right you know the writer you're the creator you're the all of these you know so you are the you are everything as a comedian so yeah it's tough so we really really need that to make to grow at the rate that we want to grow right. like we had a we have a, a mission of being you know like we're the top in the western canada in five years like the the largest and uh you know but these first couple you know the sophomore year was kind of like people were like oh they're for real yeah like we were one yeah, of year the one is easy year two we're is, calgary yeah. 2012 like yeah. we were one of their you know fantastic stories like we were the success story yeah because it gets all the press it's the first time we did it's good. Like, hey, whoa. and it looked good right and, shiny and, shiny and we looked really shiny this year too and it's like it's that balance between looking so shiny that people don't think you need help yeah and that call to action right like in a psa to the newsletters newspapers going or whatever you know going uh we need some help now uh if uh if people wanted to find out about you and people want to find about uh, the festival. Well, the festival and your like and your and your corporate. Let's uh, we'll we'll throw it all out there now and yeah. so oh, sure. People so, get your contact information. You own. So uh, yyccomedy.ca right is is the website. It tells you all about everybody. But if you want to book me, I'm at coreymac.ca. Coreymac.ca. Mac, yeah, yeah, Mac like a truck. Like a and truck. Corey, right. C O R Y. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the sunglasses. Like, like the boys. Guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, uh, Corey now, like a boy. Mac like a truck. And uh, so, uh, um, and then on on Twitter, are you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Corey Mac on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook, and I'm on instagram just recently with my children there it's we very go. exciting I, I have yet to find anyone that gets a gig through instagram i know <laughs> i know it's so exciting yeah, i love how you shot the i was uh, uh, i was totally <laughs> your food so day. groovy yeah. <laughs> i right. was totally the i was uh, a, an aide uh, staffer to the mayor uh, to Nahed Nenshi as yeah. he was running up. I was his uh, daytime staffer taking care of the mayor. So he was on to Instagram. So the only picture on Instagram currently is of me and the mayor at a thing with Margaret Atwood for yeah. WordFest. We're like t- two little kids in church, like acting badly. Right. Well, it's better than a photo of like you and a Greek salad or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which I always think it must be the totally... biggest. It's the most, that is the, f- pictures of food is the biggest, one of the biggest fuck yous to uh, poor and starving people. <laughs> I've just, if you showed that to someone who was starving, they're like... Yeah. Uh, they're you, like you take a picture of it before you eat it? It's sort of, sort of like, oh, well, there must be, they must be taking pictures because they really appreciate the meal in front of them. <laughs> no, no, we just want to show some other assholes uh, well, what so we're funny. eating at the time. Because the kids don't do that. Kids on Instagram, like youth, my yeah. kids are like 13 yeah. and 15. They're taking pictures of each other. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. 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 Adults are yeah. going, right. fuck you. Here's, yeah, the, here's, my, here's, here's my, my spaghetti. Salad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look what I'm eating. <laughs> Look what I'm eating now and you're not it's not like Cog oh i really appreciate it's not like the the photos like a little like a little prayer to thank the lord for the food that you're eating <laughs> it's more of just like fuck everybody yeah but if you see it if you see the prayer before the meal <laughs> That'd be nice. I, yeah, yeah. I think you should take a picture yeah. well, uh, I, I, like, again, you have to pray like that yeah i'm not i'm not uh 
a religious spiritual person much, but it's always been funny to me when there was a girl that I I, I dated for a very very short amount Bragging. of time. Bragging. Uh, oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, name girl dropper. This time. Yeah. Name dropper. I just tried to switch it up a bit. <laughs> um, I, uh, I sat down and uh, and we'd order food, and when the food would come, she would say a little prayer, and I would sort of be like, well. Why don't you just thank the guy that just made it for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really there's 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 no middleman in that. You yeah, know, you don't even know if uh, maybe God's hilarious. working on some other more important. Yeah, one time. of my friends' families we used to go out for lunch and uh, they'd all put their thumb up, and you if you were the last one to put your thumb up, then you had to say grace. Oh, and I'd that's... be like, oh, I learned that quickly. <laughs> oh, and the hard Fonzie. way. I would just have my thumb in a splint the whole time. I'd be like, like <laughs> hanging out with them. I'd be like, oh, she no, was very no. positive that Corey. No, no, she didn't like say grace. All right, well, we got the, uh, the we got the information for thank uh, people so to find much. us. Yep. Thank thanks you for, for coming. coming down. Oh my gosh, and, thanks uh, for being out here. This yeah. is very exciting. Well, it's been it's uh, yeah, it's, it's been a real fun. It's I mean, it's been a real fun. It's, it's been, been a real, real blast. Fun. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Corey. All right, that is the end of our little chat with Corey Mack. Uh, I want to remind everyone if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, stay tuned because we are going to have the entire James Moore interview that. Uh, uh, we did with uh, while Darren and I were out doing the club out there. And uh, so, yeah. So if you're not listening to this uh, on the podcast and you're listening to it on the radio, uh, please go to uh, Sirius and please go to Anything Goes on Sirius XM and uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. We count on that. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, what else can I say? I, of course, do not have a New Year's gig, so please invite me over to your house, and I'll try not to uh, burn anything or destroy anything or steal anything, but uh, I can't guarantee it after three pints. So you can go and see Darren Frost, though. He's going to be at the Yuck Yucks in Ottawa this New Year's Eve. What else can I say but party hard and party safe, everyone. Good night. Take care. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. <laughs>